Hello and welcome to Nebraska Prep Zone Report, a podcast from the World Herald. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. Joining me as always is Mike Sauter. We are sponsored today by MD West One, Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care, covering greater Omaha for over 70 years. MDWestOne.com. Mike, it's semifinal week. Yeah, playoff football is here. Um, you know, um, two obviously pretty big games in one location uh, mm-hmm. at Buell on Friday night. Uh, first up is, you know, uh, Omaha West Side and Millard South. It's a rematch of the first time they play of a couple weeks ago. Week, yeah, week, week seven, nine. Week ni- oh, was it week nine? Yep. Jeez. Um, feels like longer than that. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, that one and then the highly anticipated one that everyone kind of thinks is the de facto state championship. I kind of beg to differ on that. But um, is uh, Bellevue West, Millard West at 8 o'clock at Buell. So it uh, should be a, a kind of interesting environment. I don't think this has ever happened before where two semifinals so. in the same place. So um, kind of fun. And then, you know, Omaha is kind of the epicenter uh, this week. So Class B – is Scott and um, and Roncalli both hosting their semifinal games too? Well, I like that little teaser preview. We'll get right into it with Class A because since he's excited and raring to go, <laughs> um, the first game I want to talk about in Class A is the late game, mm-hmm. Millard West and Bellevue West. And as you said, it's the one that everyone's been looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Everyone, as soon as they saw the bracket come out, how is Millard West number one? How's Bellevue West number four? These teams should be facing off in Lincoln. I mean, you still got to win the games, right? So you, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, you still have to beat pretty much everyone that yeah. is in front of you or whatever. Um, and if these are the two best teams, if everyone feels that way, um, then you still got to play each other eventually. Right. And it's win. not on the big stage as everyone wants, but yeah. Hey, you have two really good teams on the other side of the bracket, Millard South and Omaha West side. Yeah. That very deserving. And, yeah. And, and all of that. So, I mean, even if you look at it preseason wise, three of the four teams were in the top four, uh, Millard West was seven. Yeah. Um, so they've technically, I guess you could say overachieved, even though I kind of thought they were going to be pretty good the whole year, but, yeah. Um, even heading into it. And, you know, you could say that they're the one seed because they beat everyone in front of them, but mm-hmm. also they played the harder schedule. And that's yeah. not a knock on any of these teams because they can't control their schedule. It's who's in their district. Right. And well, they can request some stuff right. and all that, but it, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. at this point, it's these are right. this is who we're playing. <laughs> and, and credit to Millard West because they beat Millard South. Right. And arguably that game decided the one seed. Right. Pretty but much. Let's get into it. Thunderbirds, Wildcats. The one, the first storyline here to me is Jay Ducker record watch. Yeah. Last week he tied Calvin Strong, a former Omaha North running back, for career touchdowns. Yeah. Rushing and receiving. Class A. Class yep. A. Mm-hmm. With 104. For the 11-man record, mm-hmm. he trails former Elkhorn South, now Husker, Moses Bryant. He trails him by one. Moses Bryant finished with 105. When he played, when Moses played, for Elkhorn South, they, they were, were Class B. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, they're Class A. Either way, that's the 11-man record. That's what Ducker is chasing. Based on last week, Ducker's going to break that by about the five-minute mark in the first <laughs> quarter. <laughs> that, that might be a little aggressive if he breaks it. He might tie it by then. I, for sure, he's going to get at least one touchdown. Right. I, I would. There's no right. way he I, – I would say I, there's probably no way he doesn't. Um, 
just with the way that offense is and and how they play. I mean, it's it, Millard West defense is pretty good, but Jay Ducker's pretty good. So um, I, I I would say that that's that's likely to be a record that is broken uh, this week. I'm I would be shocked if he doesn't get at least two touchdowns. Um, you know, three, four, five, something like that. That would be a little aggressive for me to say, but I would say. I would definitely put like the over under at one and a half or the the total at one and a half yeah. um and and i'd take the over on that one i would as well what what are we looking for from millard west side yeah um you know everyone talks about bellevue west and their athletes and their offense and um you know and let's just look at their offense so uh, Nate Lance coming in uh, d- has done a very nice job, and that's a storyline too. Mm-hmm. So Glance was at Millard West last year, um, kind of split time with Tristan Gomez at quarterback last year, and then um, midway kind of through the year, Millard West decided to go pretty much full-time with Tristan Gomez. Glance transfers, finds a new home at Bellevue West, and has done a pretty dang decent job yeah. there at Millard yeah. West, at Bellevue West this year. Um, so that's kind of something. If he doesn't press, um, you know, try and prove a point, something like that, I think he'll be fine. But that's just something to kind of watch. I think he'll kind of he needs to just play within himself and, and the offense. Um, it, Bellevue West, wide receivers wise, or just athlete skill positions, Division One, Division One, Division One, Division One, Division One. I mean, like, okay, yeah. So you have. Uh, Jay Ducker, which we talked about, he's going to Northern Illinois. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, uh, Xavier Betts going to Nebraska, who's a freak of an athlete. Stud. That's two. Um, three, Mike O'Reilly. He's just a sophomore. Um, uh, uh, wide receiver splash, slash tight end, kind of a displaced tight end. They use him in the slot there. Um, so how many is that? Four. Three? Um, uh, Keegan Johnson. Keegan, Keegan Johnson. Um has Northern Illinois and South Dakota State offers, and he's a junior defensive back slash wide receiver, uh, plays a lot on both sides. So that's four. Uh, Nate five, Sullivan. Yes, five. Nate Sullivan committed to South Dakota State, uh, wide receiver. That's five Division One guys on offense. Five, yeah. Um, so that's – huge right i mean you have all these athletes and talent you can get the ball to and whatever their line's still pretty good too uh thomas salt's a really nice prospect he's a junior i like him a lot he's a guy that i i i think he you know has some college potential and everything like that they also have a couple other guys tj griffin making the move from um kind of kind of excuse me to full-time offensive line to more full-time defensive line has been a big help for them defensively also um but Millard West has athletes too. Yeah, um, and that's kind of the matchup that I that I want to focus on or like is you have Bellevue West has these athletes, Betts, um, you know Johnson, Sullivan, Mike O'Reilly, Jay Ducker. Talked about them. Uh, Millard West has two of their own yeah. in Dallas Beanham, who's committed to South Dakota State as a corner, yep. our defensive back, and uh, Caden Otterman who is a wide receiver, um, play some, can play some DB too. Uh, at, uh, he's committed to Harvard. So there's two FCS guys on the outside also. So there's a lot of skill, yeah. uh, talent there. And that's something, you know, last week before Bellevue West played Burke, it's like, oh my gosh, look at all this talent on the field. Well, 
you know, Xavier Watts was the one that kind of bumped that for uh, Omaha Burke. Well, there's actually real talent here. Tristan Gomez, quarterback, mm -hmm. committed to Cal State Fullerton um, to play uh, uh, baseball. And he had uh, a Division One offer from Idaho to play football and quarterback and chose the baseball route. That's, I mean, there's some talent there. Baylor Brandon is a big, strong dude as a defensive lineman. Um, he's walking on at Nebraska. He's he's really good too. So there's enough there. Like uh, I and and Millard West is so sound and fundamentally sound, both defensively and offensively. It's just can they stay on the field and keep that Bellevue West yeah. offense off the field? And also, can they slow them down, slow Bellevue West down just a little bit? I mean, what I mean by that is, can you get, can you just stick to your veer, um, or maybe run some of that option that they like to do with Gomez, and and get three and a half yards of carry and be okay yeah. with it, and yeah. just stay the course, which I think they will. I think they will try to do that um, very much. So just stay the course while. Um, staying out of the track meet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And try and answer, you know, a quick score or something like that, real fast. No, just kind of, just stay the course and and keep the keep the drum beating down the field. <laughs> uh, one thing that impressed me a ton uh, with Bellevue West was speaking of offense was keeping that beat drumming down yep. the field. Um, last week, Jay Ducker had, I in the week before, I mean, the opening drive is almost like it's scripted. Yeah, it's just. Long drives, Jay gashes you for 10, 5, 2, there's 10 more. I mean, they just kind of methodically went down the field. They're very capable of doing that. People think with Bellevue West it's just big, huge splash plays. Well, not really. It's it's a lot of Jay Ducker coming at you, um, some quick passing game things. Nate yeah. Glantz can really run, uh, use his legs too, and so can Gomez for Millard uh, West. Yeah, Bellevue West, they have that inside zone play. Ducker is so adept at finding that hole, knowing which lane to pick, where it's blocked, and just getting. But to me, the matchup here, and we talked about it last week, the underrated Bellevue West defense, mm -hmm. to me, it's Millard West offense against Bellevue West defense. Not only can Millard West offense find success moving the ball, but on the other hand, can Bellevue West slow them down and get them off the field so that it's not eight-minute Millard West drive mm back to Bellevue West, Elmwood West stopped them, and then you just wear them out. It's going to be a really interesting battle. It's a late I game. Mean, some of the guys there too, though, is – I mean, you know, Kirk here is a dude that's had a really good year, and he is totally off the radar guy um, for Bellevue West defense. He's second leading tackler. Um, Jack McDonald, I've mentioned that kid numerous times. He's had a fantastic year. He's a junior, safety um, and leads Bellevue West in, in tackles. T.J. Griffin, like I said, the the one thing that we that we kind of talked about was you have uh, the two defenses going at each other, and Bellevue West has given up. Um, I think it's like fifty five points total on the year it versus was, eighty eight or something like that. It was something crazy. So, um, I can I'm looking it up real fast, but yeah, um, Dirk, Dirk Dirk Chatlin was covering the Burke Bellevue West game last week, and he had the stat in his column from the game that they're that I think they've scored four hundred. Bellevue West, yeah, uh, Bellevue West has scored uh, has given up thirty five total points this year. Yeah, a lot of people point to their schedule, whatever. Okay. Well, that 35 points 
they still are let's say the JV gets in in the second half yeah or third quarter or that's still a whole quarter you got to play against likely the other teams varsity or JV too yeah they've given up 35 points in 11 games yeah the whole year yeah that's phenomenal yeah um that's dominating your opponent like they should who's in front of them on the other hand uh, Millard West has given up 88. That's still pretty dang good, too. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I, I could see a close game here. I, I really could. And specifically, both defenses probably showing up. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll see. Something though. like 28-24. I mean, um, I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I, I just, One of I these days, I'm going to get you to make yeah, a pick. I don't, I don't, I don't like. I don't, <laughs> I don't, there, I don't feel that it does anybody any good to make a prediction on a game. I just I just don't. Specifically a high school game, I feel like it doesn't do anyone any favors, in particular the person giving the prediction. It doesn't it doesn't help. I'd rather talk about the game and kind of nuts and bolts. Yeah. Well, I think we spent plenty of time on that right. Leonard West Bellevue West game and it's definitely deserving of it. It's the one it. everyone wants to talk about. Um the other class A matchup, Omaha West Side Millard South as mm-hmm. we alluded to. The Patriots won in Week 9, 41-26. It's a quick turnaround for a rematch. Millard South came out and kind of did what they wanted to on the ground. But it, I I think we both have the sense that this one might be a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I was there for it was a Thursday night game. It felt like Westside kind of came out real flat um, and just got behind late. Or pretty early, sorry, not late. Mm-hmm. Um, and Isaiah Harris had a career night, three hundred yeah. whatever yards rushing. Um, can he do that again? I, he's very capable, yeah, but the odds are not good, right? Right. Um, of that happening. The one thing with Millard South, and it doesn't happen very often. I have to look. The last time there was two thousand yard rushers on a team, because um, Millard South. T.J. Urban's at 995 or something yeah. right now, and Isaiah Harris is clearly at 1,000. Um, that's pretty impressive, right, yeah. when you look at it. So pretty I, rare Isaiah well. Harris is at 1676. Um, pretty rare in this day and age even to have mm-hmm. – now when everyone was running the option and stuff, I could yeah. see probably that happening. Miller North probably had it happen. Yeah. Probably had 4,000 yards in one year. <laughs> one, yeah, one game. Um, so <laughs> – but that's that. That's a, a key there. I one guy that um, that Westside kind of is getting back. Two guys that mm-hmm. Westside's kind of getting back now that I think are huge is uh, Cal Weideman is kind of back and healthy and uh, playing really well now um, this year. And, and he's that little he's that possession kind of receiver, a really good outlet for Cole Payton to hit. Um, and Raul Kalani is a name. Uh, linebacker, running back. He's getting some uh, some carries now. He was hurt with an ankle uh, earlier in the year, and that kid is brings provides a lot of toughness. Yeah. Um, especially in the running game and defensively, probably won't play a lot, you know, defensively. But um, as far as a running back, he's kind of a change of pacey guy. Him and Bodie Harrell are um, two really good running backs that I like a lot for um, West Side. It's just Cole Payton is can do it with his legs. He made a couple mistakes in that first mm-hmm. first matchup that I'm pretty sure he'd like to have back. But, um, you know, he's 6'2", 205, big, strong kid, ultimate leader. Um, two 2021 yeah. or, or junior quarterbacks in this game that uh, 
that a lot of people are looking a lot from. And TJ Urban is just really tough. I mean, the dude can take a hit, gets back up, keeps bouncing back. It's um, it, it's not getting the buzz as the second game as much. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I do feel like it's it's still going to be a pretty relatively close game because I think Miller South knows that Westside, you know, they yeah, they handled that game. And if they can do it again, then yeah. – Hey, very man, impressive. Great. Yeah, that's that's pretty phenomenal. The one thing about Cole Payton, he's Westside's leading rusher with 676 yards. And he's also their leading passer, obviously, with 1854. Yeah. So that's 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 pretty good. And um, that's one of the keys to the game to me. You alluded to he made a few mistakes in the in their week nine matchup. If he can limit those, he has nine interceptions this season. Right. A little high for the team that Westside likes to be kind of a running throw it when you have to mm. if you can limit those i think we could have a inverse of yeah i mean matches. it definitely could happen and, and i think we're expecting two close class a games though. right and kobe bretts is another guy for west side that's really good everyone you know talks about avante dickerson and all that and rightfully so mm-hmm. um but kobe bretts had a big catch in that game too um kind of late trying to let him come back and win i think um but they're Chase Perchel for Millard South playing and kind of getting back. I mean, he's he's now he's just playing a little bit of corner and some receiver. They were working him in, and last week um, played a lot a lot more against Grand Island. He's such a good athlete, can do a lot of different things for them. Um, if they move him in the box, even he's a tough kind of guy. It's just I think they want to be careful with that injury in that knee. Yeah. But um, he there's good. Uh, Jake Gasway had a really big. Um, interception and and has played well had a nice season for them uh the line play is is pretty good miller south that's their strength right obviously yeah. they run the ball really well behind herbal Scheimer and nicolison and bowen um it's can can westside stop the running game they yeah. didn't they didn't the first time uh can they do it this time is is obviously going to be the key all right, we've got six other games to get to. Class B, Class C1, six. and C2. Six? That's a lot. Okay. Um, and I don't want to shortchange those, but I don't think we're going to spend as much time we'll just, on them as we'll we did Class We'll just run through them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not us shortchanging them at all because right. these are all really good matchups as well. Before we get to them, though, I want to take a minute and thank our sponsor again, MD West One, MDWestOne.com. They're Nebraska's most advanced sports medicine, orthopedics, neurosurgery, and spine care covering greater Omaha for over 70 years, MD West one. All right, Class B, again, two great matchups. Scott's Bluff versus Omaha Roncalli. Sebastian Harsh returned from injury last mm-hmm. week. There was a little bit of it was in doubt if he was going to play, and it gives us a fantastic QB matchup now. Yeah, and obviously the, the storyline here is, okay, well, um, Roncalli went out there last year, had mm-hmm. a big lead. Jack Dotsler gets hurt, um, breaks his arm. Uh, and then, you know, then the floodgates open for yeah. Scott's Bluff, basically, and they come back and they win and win handily, and it's just kind of all that. Um, that just shows you how much of a gamer Jack is. And even after the game, something really cool. So um, they, it, Scott's Bluff players went to the hospital to check on Jack after the game and kind of, you know, spend some time with him and stuff. That just shows you the respect yeah. that he has earned uh, from his from his competition. But harsh. Being back, I guess he's about 90% uh, right now is what I've heard. So he's fully kind of healthy. 
It's just a matter of can you slow down Ron Colley's passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Orr brothers, I guess, uh, Shane and Jake, are, have had really, really nice seasons. Um, their tight end, Higliso, has had a really good year, too, for Ron Colley. Um, Jack just makes so many just plays with his legs and keeps plays alive. He's kind of like a Russell Wilson of Class B football. <laughs> just kind of out there, make like, just makes stuff happen. Um, they Jack do. Dotsler doing Jack Dotsler Yeah, things. that's basically what it is. So, but, you know, Harsh, and Scott's Plus line's really big, too. There's a nice matchup there. Um, you have Austin Clarkson, who's um, Scott's Plus probably best lineman. He's committed to Northwest Missouri State. Uh, and then you have Nolan Gorsica, who uh, has had some recruiting attention and buzz there for Ron Colley. I think those two are likely to match up against each other. Um, that's a, a decent matchup. Clarkson's a senior. Gorsica's a junior. Um, it, it, it should be good. It's going to be, you know, obviously really cold. It's on grass. Both teams are used to playing on grass. Mm-hmm. Um, it's at Ron Colley. Scottsbluff has to travel all the way. That's something like maybe we can, we can talk about it later, but being the higher seed, hey, you're the number one seed, and you have to travel seven hours or I don't even care if it's an hour to make it to the state championship game. Here's yeah. your here's your reward. Number number one seed, yeah. right? And I just I'm just not a fan that's, of that. That's your that's your reward for yeah. going undefeated. I'm not a fan of that. That's no. just my thing. I think it should be like Class A made the change a couple years ago. I think everyone else should, but I get it. People need gate and all the fairness right, and everything. Right. But. Speaking of Omaha Scott, higher seed hosting Waverly. This is another rematch, an overtime game from Week Seven. The Skyhawks won twenty-eight twenty-one. These teams have had some fantastic battles. Yeah, including last year's semifinal at Waverly. So, yep. um, and Scott kind of had to hang on. The last two times they played, it's been really close. And two fantastic quarterbacks with Tyson Gordon and Mason Neiman. Um, this game's at Scott. I think, you know be a little bit different sort of environment um scuts you know on plays on turf they're used to that and waverly you know um likes to maybe uh not cut the grass a little bit for a while (laughs) when they play some teams so some gamesmanship yeah a little little bit maybe so that's that's something you know that will obviously monitor and watch but i i don't know for some reason for me scut until someone beats Scott, yeah, they're you know, which could be they're sad. always going to be the favorite. Which until could be said about Scott in almost every sport, right? Nothing wrong with that, no. All right, what what what? Give me thirty seconds. Yeah. What are we watching for in this one? So, and uh, Scott is just Mason Neiman and Tyson Gordon, who can outduel each other. And Tyson kind of got the better of him last time. I I think that's going to be the the Waverly running game. Um, versus the scut running game, this game might, if it doesn't go into overtime, it might end up being, you know, an hour and a half. Yeah. It'll be real quick. Our two games in C1, Adam Central against Pierce. Yeah. And Wayne against Wahoo. Wayne against Wahoo, Warriors won 47-0 in week one. Right. How right. are you making up those 47 points if you're Wayne? It's a good question. I mean, it, but... Again, that was week one. That was a long time ago. Wayne is on a roll here, very much so on a roll. Um, and 47 points is a lot, but I think they still might be able to to make it a closer one, closer game. It, it, we'll see. You know, their win last week was pretty impressive. Uh, Blue Devils are the first time they've had a winning season or whatever in a very long time. Mm-hmm. They're definitely the Cinderella story of 11-man football um, as the season has progressed. Um I just don't know if 
47 is a lot to make up. Yeah. And then our other matchup, I don't want to gloss over that. Adam right. Central against Pierce. That's another Two, fantastic Yeah, one. great one. Two of the top three teams in the state uh, all year long. Uh, Pierce's running game versus Adam Central's passing game. Um, and Evan Johnson and uh, Gabe Conant, their running back, has both have had phenomenal years. Um, again, this is two of the better teams that everyone kind of pegged at the beginning of the year, and, and it's worked out that way. Um, at, you know, everyone wants a Pierce-Wahoo matchup, but it wouldn't surprise me if you know, yeah. Adam Central uh, kind of uh, makes people rethink that one. And that would be a cool moment for Adam Central. Evan Johnson, mm -hmm. their quarterback, is breaking a lot of Scott Frost records, right. playing in Memorial Stadium. Yeah. It could be a cool moment if you like those storylines. C2, man, we want to talk about how good the A matchups, the B matchups. Yeah, C2 is really good. C2, these might be the matchups of the weekend. Yeah. Sutton against BRLD, Bancroft, Rosalie, Lions, Decatur. That's so fun to say. <laughs> and St. Paul against Oakland Craig. Yeah, um... Sutton get the, getting the number one seed was kind of a little surprising maybe for some people. Um, but this matchup's really the, – the cool thing about both these games is they're both played – they're played seven miles apart. So BRLD and Oakland Craig hosting. Um, so fans can just hop back and forth. You can. Uh, very – you know, start one in the first quarter, maybe leave mid-second quarter to go to the other one. You catch the third quarter, and then you decide where the fourth quarter you want to go. Um, so I know where you're going to be on Friday. Uh, I will not be there. <laughs> uh, it, it's good. I mean, Will Gatzmeyer has had a really, really good year. And, and again, talk about record-breaking things. That's, that's what he's done all season yeah. for BRLD. Um, Jackson Johnson's a really good defensive lineman slash tight end for them, too. Um, St. Paul and Oakland Craig is good. Eli Larson is a name. Um, Oakland Craig, I, I you know, really like the people up there. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. They were super good to me when I went up there for the game of the week. Um, it, Eli Larson is going to be tough to stop, but that defense, uh, kind of led uh, by Wyatt Segrin, is is uh, is pretty salty at Oakland Craig. And last week they just dominated. So um, feel like that that both those games are going to be real tight and real close. Mm -hmm. We'll see, um, you know, who gets it done, and maybe. Maybe there's a rematch of BRLD Oakland Craig. Maybe yeah. they played a uh, super close, way high scoring game. I think it was week nine, it was like in the 50s. So um, that'd be fun. Um, but, you know, St. Paul and Sutton have, are two teams that I don't think everyone knows a lot about. Uh, but I will tell you, Eli Larson for, for St. Paul is a, a stud. Yeah. Well, we're set up to have in those four classes some fantastic state title games, regardless of who wins on Friday night. And also, I don't want to gloss over eight man as well. Their games are tonight. Right. Um, so we're Tuesday. set up Tuesday. Today, mm -hmm. Today's Tuesday. We're recording, mm -hmm. previewing our semifinal games. Eight man coming tonight. We'll know those winners and then look ahead. Next week, we'll have your preview of all the state final games. Keep an eye on anyprepzone.com. I think we've got some fun stuff planned for Friday night. And follow Mike Sodder on Twitter. He'll be uh, he'll have videos, post-game reaction, live updates, and we'll also have live updates on anyprepzone.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. <laughs>